Welcome to the No Limits Podcast with Lisa Joukowsky. As an author, Lisa shares fellow authors whose work has a special message. Aspiring writers find these conversations inspiring and helpful for their own upcoming or current journey. In addition, Lisa's experience helps families with children or adults with special needs or anyone interested in autism or psychology in general. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the No Limits Podcast with Lisa Jakovsky. Hello, and welcome to the No Limits Podcast with Lisa Jakovsky. Today, I have Sophia, the co-founder and executive director of the Dancer Movement. How are you doing today, Sophia? I'm great, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, I've been on your site a bunch and looked at your mission statement and I grew up loving to dance, so I'm very excited to hear. Can you tell us about the dancer movement and your role there? Absolutely. Um, So I started the dancer movement a little over two years ago now, um, and we provide adaptive and accessible dance classes for people with disabilities. That is absolutely amazing. That's part of what drew me to your company, too, because I've never heard of anything like that. And I work in the field, and I think that's so amazing. Can you tell us how the company specifically ensures that all disabilities are able to attend? Absolutely. Um, So a lot of our classes right now are virtual um, because we actually started during COVID. We had all virtual classes, and that seemed to be the most fitting. Um, So I do teach all of the classes currently. Um, I was a dance major in college, so well-trained in dance. Um, And I kind of just took this idea of the basis of dance, what everything really is at the foundation, um, and what it feels like in my body as a dancer, and then giving that freedom to the people that take the class. So I always say that there's no right or wrong answer. It's an art form. I'm not here so that you look like me when you do the dance step. Um, I just kind of guide it in a way in the class that people can experience it in their own way. I think that's absolutely amazing. So then you're accessible to anybody in any state, any time zone then. Yeah, which is really great. Um, I wanted to take the classes in person after COVID yeah. has simmered down. Um, and I tried a few and I just realized that it's actually much more accessible to everyone if we're virtual. I absolutely love that. And I agree because then you can get people in other states and then this can lead to other states and other individuals wanting to start a company like this because we need more stuff like this. I've never heard of a dance company that is accessible. I think this is so incredible. Why do you think it's important to have an organization like this? I It's so funny because I didn't want to be a dance teacher, especially when (laughs) I got older and in college, I really wanted to perform. Um, Uh kind of switched directions for me and now I love teaching. Um, But just being in the world, I teach kids, I teach adults, Uh that dance is something that is so natural to humans. Like I always say, like I took lots of dance history classes in college and like dance has been around just as long as humans have. Like there's always dance incorporated into holidays and like ceremonies you can date it back all the way in history so to me it's like something that just like humans do naturally and i feel like it's been taken away from certain groups Mm -hmm. of people because it's been 
kind of funneled into this profession and only certain people can dance. And so I just think it's so important to bring it back because it really, what do little kids do when they hear music? It's very <laughs> natural for people to just start dancing. That's what our bodies yeah. do. Um, so I just think it's so important to offer that to every human that wants the chance to dance. I agree completely. And I'm so glad you bring that up because I feel like even when I was growing up and dancing, you know, I never thought that I could do it professionally because I felt like you had to look a certain way and be a certain way. And the fact that you're making it okay for anybody, no matter what is ginormous, you know, and I think that's really something that's special. Um, you know, it's bringing it and making it accessible. Is that really what drew you to wanting to start a company like this rather than start a company and have it make it just for, you know, those individuals who don't have disabilities? Yeah, for sure. And um, I started the company inspired by a good friend of mine who similarly was a dancer most of her life um, and then stopped dancing when she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, and that was kind of, I was, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I was oblivious to the fact that like anybody felt like they couldn't dance. Like she was like, well, I don't want to go into a dance class. I don't feel comfortable. It's not a safe space yeah. for me. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you can go to an open class, just have fun. It doesn't matter. Um, and like, really, it was, it became very real to me very quickly that like, these spaces are not safe mm -hmm. or accessible for a lot of people with or without a disability. Um, and people have asked me like, do you want, do you want to make it a performance company? Like, you want to show dancers with disabilities on a stage and there are companies that do that and that is phenomenal mm -hmm. i don't feel it's my mission because not everybody wants to perform it mm -hmm. some people just want it for themselves they just like to do you know some people don't even want their camera on when we're oh. having zoom class you know it's not it yeah. doesn't have to be a performance and i want it to be a safe space for people that just want to do it for fun I absolutely love that. I didn't even think about the fact of like the recitals, the performance. I love the fact that you don't want to do that because there is so much pressure. You know, it really sounds like you have created this amazing safe space because I know even for me, when I go to like trainings or class, I hate having my camera on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It would make people like so much more comfortable if they could have it off and do it on their own terms. You know, even for me, going to a gym class can be hard. You know, I love the fact that you're so accessible that you don't care. That's fine. Whatever makes them comfortable. I think that's huge and really a big thing that sets your company apart and probably part of why it's so successful, too. Yeah, it's really because um, I also teach very young children with and without disabilities. And I always say that, like, kids are the best because they don't. <laughs> know that they're like embarrassed yet like, they have no sense of that and it's so wonderful to watch and it's hard even I was in the fitness world in New York for a long time too as a fitness teacher and people are scared to come into a class no matter what it is like that's a very terrifying experience for anyone even myself I dance my whole life and I get nervous going to an open class where I don't have the teacher I don't have friends there so like then you add all these layers it is you have to be very vulnerable to do that. And so I try to make it something that is not quite as terrifying. It doesn't need to be so scary. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. And I absolutely love that, you know, because children really don't care. You know, as soon as music comes on, they're two years old, they just start bopping. And it's like the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> and why can't we have that as adults? And specifically, you know, whether they're children or adults, individuals with disabilities, because they deserve that same respect. I think that's such an amazing way to put it. 
have there been any challenges to the mission of the company to serve individuals with disabilities? Absolutely. And I um, went into this, to be just honest, not knowing how to run a business. Um, I'm learning <laughs> as I go, which I'm learning a lot of new business owners do. Um, I think just wanting to be very inclusive and trying to financially run a business has been the trickiest part. Um, you know, I want to give free dance classes to everyone in the world. I just want people yeah. to do it. Um, so balancing how to like still operate a business and be accessible in all forms to people has been challenging, but we're definitely learning and growing and figuring out ways to do that as we, as we get bigger. But yeah, definitely running a business <laughs> tricky. <laughs> I absolutely understand. I completely agree with that. I am in absolutely the same boat. It's not easy, <laughs> but you offer your classes for only $15. I saw on the site. It was 15, right? Yes. Yep. $15 for the, for the virtual dance classes, which that's um, such a great price. I just signed my boyfriend's daughter up for dance and it was definitely more than that per class. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's one of the issues with dance too, is it's a very expensive yeah, in studios and kids that come and, you know, we could have conversations for hours about how that then separates the dancers. Yeah. You know, you, you really do have to have the financial means to grow as a dancer professionally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've tried our best to also take away that separation so that people can just enjoy it. I think that's so incredible and amazing. I think that's such an affordable price and it really helps too because individuals that have disabilities, they're going to be on SSI, social security income, you know, and it's not that good. It's, it's probably even less than regular social security for, you know, a neurotypical adult. So, you know, to make it affordable like that too, I really applaud you. And I think that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, we're trying to do the best we can. You can tell. What is your favorite thing about working and owning the dancer movement? I have just loved the community that I've met. Um, like I said, I was really just in the dance world before this, which has very few disability representation. Um, and just really like diving in on social media and meeting all these people and learning from them um, has been just so amazing. I've met like a spectacular group of humans. That's incredible. You can see it from the pictures, from your social media, from your website. You know, I love seeing those videos. I love seeing the pictures. They have their wheelchairs. They have, you know, Down syndrome. And they're so excited. They're doing a beautiful and wonderful job. And you can tell how happy they are. And that's really the best thing that you can see from a company. I think it's absolutely incredible what you're doing. Can people contact you to help out to volunteer or where can they contact you to take classes in person and virtually? So um, you can contact us very easily on our website. There's a contact page. Um, you can also email me directly. That's Sophia at the dancer um, Most of our information is on our website, which is the dancer. All very easy. <laughs> um, and our social media, all the same. I run the Instagram, so I'm always there in the DMS yeah. and happy to chat with anyone. That's amazing. What's next for Dancer Movement? Anything new that's coming up, expanding, anything like that? We are working to expand. I'd love to get more classes on the schedule. Um, I would. I really would like to get some in-person classes in New York, too. We've really been pushing that and trying to get a group together, um, gather some local clients, because there really is nothing like being in a room mm -hmm. that are dancing. It's just the energy is incredible. So hopefully that's coming very soon. 
That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I hope you come to New York because it's such like a melting pot and that would be such a cute, like a huge kind of lift off for the company. It could really encourage other states to want to do the same thing, especially if it's virtual like this. What kind of um, classes do you guys offer? Like specific ones like ballet, jazz, tap, or is there like hip hop? Um, so I'm mostly trained in classical styles like ballet mm -hmm. and modern, some classical jazz. Um, so that's typically what I teach. The Sunday class that we offer right now is just called adaptive dance. And I do that on purpose because every week is kind of something different. So people get a taste of a little bit of everything. Um, I am not a hip hop dancer, unfortunately, <laughs> or I have a lot of requests for ballroom, which I'm not trained oh, wow. in. Also looking to bring in as soon as we can get some other teachers to, uh -huh. because I do think having all those styles is so important. I am purely a ballerina, so <laughs> a lot of ballet people are getting. That's amazing though. So you guys are open to people coming on for paid positions, volunteer positions to help teach? Absolutely. That's amazing. I hope people listening to this are gonna wanna reach out and follow up. Um, Anything else you want to add about the company? It's just, it's so incredible. And I absolutely love what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. Um, I mean, that's, it's really at the base. That's it. We want everyone to be able to dance. And, you know, the, the disability community tends to fall the furthest behind in something so physical. Um, so we're just really pushing that. I think it's amazing. And I'm following your social media. I absolutely love seeing all the pictures and videos. Like I said, I can't wait to see how you expand. And I really hope you come to New York. I'm right here. I would totally come out and say hi, do like, you know, a podcast interview with dancers and other teachers. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sophia, for everything that you do. My name is Lisa Jakovsky, and this is the No Limits Podcast with Lisa. You can reach out to me to come on or if you have questions at lisa at lisaj.net. Thanks so much. <laughs>